So Resident Evil 4 was the first game that I ever in my life saved up for and bought when it released. Dude, I remember going and buying that game. So what I don't remember is, had we pre-ordered it? I remember we went and picked it up at Gamers, but I kind of think we just showed up on release day and just bought yeah, it. We just bought it. I didn't pre-order. I didn't know you could pre-order. I mean, no, that's maybe what I was you couldn't. Say. I don't think we knew how. All, all I remember is that that like unbelievable, crazy purple video game cover with like Leon and the Chainsaw Man and like that. Oh, that really sold it. Dude, everything sold it. The the, the demo that you couldn't play, but you could watch like a playthrough video. The fact that, that Capcom told everyone, go to our website and you can make your own Resident Evil 4 website. Oh, dude. I, I, made, I made my own Resident Evil 4 website. I had a picture of Ashley sitting on a barrel on the side. Yeah, yep. I remember. Capcom just was like, well... It's pretty popular for GeoCities, so I guess yeah. we better let people make websites. That's that's yeah. that's the thing now. Pretty sure my website doesn't exist anymore. And I haven't checked in a while. Doesn't. No, <laughs> we gotta we gotta go check it out. I don't remember what else I had. I remember like in creepy letters at the top, saying like Leon goes to a mysterious village and meets some bad guys, and if they're not zombies, then what are they? Question well, mark. Oh, see, now that's that was, something that, that the was remake the mystery. has kind of forgotten. <laughs> they're like, there's zombies, right? <laughs> that's not like the whole thing of this game was that they're not zombies. <laughs> but with the remake that just came out, it's not even a thing. Like, they never even mention that. They don't, they don't address it. They don't, like, act like it's a big deal. It's just... They're pretty zombie-like, so... Our more astute listeners might actually be listening and wondering right now why we're covering Resident Evil 4 again so soon. Uh, we already did that. <laughs> because we already covered Resident Evil 4, like, Kinda. you know, a while ago when we, uh, when we did a Haunting Ground episode. Well, I will answer that. Resident Evil 4 is like a part of me I just can't let go. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I've got a couple of theories today. I thought it'd be fun to revisit the original Resident Evil 4. And when I say the original, I don't mean the Wii version. I don't mean the PC HD remaster. I don't mean the PlayStation version. I don't mean the Xbox version. I mean the OG, the original, the GameCube version of Resident Evil 4. I hear the remaster is not the best PC version of that game to play. I just heard that modders hate it because it's really hard to mod for. Oh, right, yeah, it's hard to mod. Had tons of mods. <laughs> I actually went out specifically and like hunted down the original Resident Evil 4 PC version, which is basically unobtainable nowadays. This was after the remaster came out, and I owned the remaster, and I never played it. <laughs> I went and got the wow. original PC version instead because I wanted to play through Resident Evil 4 as Ada with fiona as my ashley <laughs> oh, see for years and years my dream has been to do that but heather mason from silent hill 3 with with fiona <laughs> yeah I, I i think you could probably do that too i wasn't able to find a, a heather mod though it used to be one of the more popular mods but the those mods have all disappeared now so well i mean hey resident evil 4 remake it's Mod City, dude. We're going to see Heather mods again, maybe. Well, know. we did already. I, I modded my Ashley so she was wearing Heather's outfit from wow. Silent Hill 3, but so that she 
had the face of the old Ashley from the original Resident Evil 4. Wow, even better. <laughs> and, and the hair, of course, because uh, I can't stand new Ashley's hair. <laughs> I just have one very important question for you. Did she have ballistics? Ballistics? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I don't see how... Her figure has oh, any man. standing on... Uh, <laughs> I forget what she says. <laughs> the original Resident Evil 4 is the most quotable like yeah. piece of media in history. It's, it's even more quotable than the prequel trilogy of Star Wars. What? No Every way. line of that is quotable. <laughs> Hello there. I like sand. Of course. Wow. And it gets everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. We've got some really good theories, actually. One of these theories, the first theory and the main theory that we're going to be covering actually comes from a long, long time ago, way, way back. And this theory, I believe its origins were like from before the game even released. People started speculating, is Hunnigan actually Ada Wong? What? Well, that's a <laughs> so weird question. That is the theory that Ada Wong, Leon's ride or die woman, the part of him he just can't let go... She is actually masquerading as Hunnigan, his associate on the line whenever he needs help. She's living a double life. She's always watching out for Leon. She's always there for him. She's, she's telling him what to do, where to go, keeping him safe. There's a number of evidences for this theory in the original GameCube version, but most of them were like written out or retconned kind of in other releases. Need I remind you that Hunnigan and Ada are two different people? Hunnigan wears glasses and Ada does not wear glasses. <laughs> or does she? <laughs> I'm going to just really quickly kind of present this theory and lightly touch on you know some of the major evidences. And then I'm going to thoroughly go through everything I've got. Because you had mentioned the GameCube, I have to say that if in the days of the old console wars you were a GameCube fan, as we were, Resident Evil 4 was one of the only wins that we had. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like Dude. the only thing you could point to to say GameCube is superior. Well, there was also uh, Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. yeah uh, no, I mean, come on. They had Metroid Prime. No, they had F-Zero. They had... Yeah, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, the, you know, all those Nintendo first party originals. Right, well, they um, always have those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, they had Dead Rising Chop Till You Drop. Oh, no, that was Wii, sorry. <laughs> wow. Well, actually, Dead Rising Chop Till You Drop was a port of the original Dead Rising from Xbox 360. I feel like that game was made in the Resident Evil 4 engine. Like, I mean, they ported it from the no, Dead Rising yeah. engine to it was. the RE4 engine. Yeah, that yeah. was one thing they reported on. Because I guess we couldn't run whatever engine they used. What they'd just done was they had just ported Resident Evil 4 to the Wii. So they were like, hey, we got this awesome motion control Resident Evil 4 engine ready to go. Let's put more games in it. So yeah. they put Chop Dead Till you Rising drop. in it. It worked well. <laughs> it was great. That, in my opinion, Chop Till You Drop is the number one way to experience Dead Rising. The Hunnigan theory. It might sound completely crazy that Ada could possibly be Hunnigan. But there's a few times in this game where you can point to it and you'd be like, wait a second, Ada is Hunnigan. Um, number one, Hunnigan only supports Leon until like the end of the village section when suddenly she loses contact as they enter the castle. And it's only at this point that Ada makes her appearance and then from that point on makes regular appearances in the game until the end. 
when Ada escapes and Hunnigan again makes contact with Leon. Hmm. So basically, it's like Superman and Clark can't they can't be the same person. No, it's not possible. But wait a minute. Have you ever seen them in the same room together? Uh, uh, you no. Know, that's when you said to, to be fair, I've never seen Hunnigan in any room. <laughs> I just see her on his little communicator device. Yeah, he played Resident <laughs> Evil 6. Oh, yeah, that's true. Number two, at the end of the game, Leon rejects Ashley. She asks him about Ada, and he describes yeah. her as a part of my life I just can't let go. Immediately following this cutscene, post the credits, there is a small and pointless conversation where Leon <laughs> asks Hunnigan, why is she not wearing any glasses? And then he asks her out, all of a sudden, just out of the blue. The game is clearly trying to tell us something. There's no other reason for this scene to exist. That is true. You could interpret it that maybe he's a professional. Obviously, he's not going to date the president's daughter. But it's <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's more oh, important. So professional. <laughs> well, I mean, he knew she'd be fine if she landed on her butt. So wow. he, didn't need to, he didn't need to let her down easily. <laughs> so it's he true. just says, sorry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one word. Do a little <laughs> just um, overtime. Out, like yesterday's garbage. <laughs> By the way, he's a lot nicer at letting her down in the remake. <laughs> he's just way nicer to her in general in the remake. In the original, he like... He does the bare minimum of interacting with Ashley. Yeah, like, they one, barely one talk at all. Conversations. <laughs> he just like, you know, Wait, orders her me. around. Wait, follow know? me. Wait, follow me. <laughs> but uh, it's supposed to show a theory that you told me that uh, Leon doesn't like younger seeming girls. No, he no, likes he doesn't like girls. He likes women. women. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. That's correct. And but that is very true uh, as proven by Resident Evil Infinite Darkness where he's just like completely uninterested in Claire, which many people didn't like. Not that they even need to be romantically interested. He doesn't even seem interested in her as a friend. <laughs> well, he's not. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> but then, and at, at the end of that movie, he says to Claire, like he could have told her something sooner instead of keeping her in the dark. And he's like, I know things have changed over the years, but it's just hard for me to see you as anything but a little kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no, I mean, and there's, there's and good then, evidence for this. Yes. When he gets on a submarine in this movie, as as soon as he sees the professional Ada-like woman or Hunnigan-like mm. woman who's working with him, he immediately asks her out as though he has to, like it's his duty. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the juxtaposition of him turning Ashley down and then immediately asking out Hunnigan. Yeah. No, and I, I do kind of buy that to some extent, but I've realized that it's not about that he doesn't want girls, he wants a woman, right? It's not that. I've come to the understanding that Leon's mentality, his motto, his creed is actually, if it's not Wong, then it's wrong. <laughs> he, only wants, he only wants Ada. <laughs> He's, and it's only after he realizes that Hunnigan is Ada that he asks her out immediately. He gets down to business. <laughs> okay, number three. In the original Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, it's revealed that Ada is working for the agency. And in the Resident Evil universe, the agency is the CIA. It's the, the government, basically. Which, what do you know? That's where Hunnigan works. Well, she works for the Secret Service, I think. Well, kind of. <laughs> Leon, I don't, even Leon. They don't ever work for say. The Secret <laughs> <Service>. <laughs> right. But he works for the president, so one would assume he's Secret Service. Furthermore, in, in Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 2, it is implied that Ada is not her real name or her persona and that she will be changing her identity following the incident in Raccoon City. So it would only make sense if Ada Wong, the CIA agent, became Hunnigan, 
the CIA agent and just continued working at her job in another role, in another persona. There's even a, a file that you can unlock at the end of Resident Evil 3 where it's basically just like a little story recap for Ada where she says she's looking in the mirror and it says uh, she used to be called Ada Wong, but this morning she will say goodbye to that name. I'm not Ada Wong anymore. She feels her ab and thinks, this is Ada's scar, not mine. And as she says goodbye to Ada Wong, she can't stop her tears. However, there isn't much time left before her next mission. As Hun again. Oh, wait, I added that part. Major evidence number four. The GameCube version of Resident Evil 4 released with a companion story called Assignment Ada. Now, Assignment Ada, just like Resident Evil 4, it was overseen and directed by Shinji Mikami the game's director and the series creator. In all following releases of Resident Evil 4, Assignment Ada was decanonized and replaced by another companion mission called Separate Ways. Shinji Mikami didn't have anything to do with Separate Ways. We're only interested in the Mikami-verse. Exactly, yes. There's a few parts of it that make the theory that Ada and Hanagen are the same person impossible, basically. But that wasn't intended by the creator of this game, by Shinji Mikami. This is further supported by the fact that in Assignment Ada, she and Wesker discuss bringing Umbrella back, and this is why they're stealing the samples. And that's confirmed in-game by Krauser when he says, All for Umbrella's sake. <laughs> Which, separate ways, kind of writes this out. Like, they're not actually trying to bring back Umbrella. And then in Resident Evil 5 and 6, they don't try and bring back Umbrella. <laughs> that's not what they're doing. Like, Wesker doesn't want to bring back Umbrella, which makes Krauser's statement, like, idiotic and pointless. Yeah. <laughs> Why I was he saying say, that? Though, idiotic and pointless is a good description of a lot of things Krauser says. <laughs> that's true. You're right. <laughs> None of that was intended by Shinji Mikami. He intended some other plot line where Ada and Wesker were going to try and resurrect Umbrella. And maybe he had other plans for Hunt again. There is possible evidence from Resident Evil 6. Um, Carla Rodimus. <laughs> Rodimus, what? Carla Rodimus. Oh, yes, Carla. I thought it was Radames. <laughs> her name is Rodimus? I think it's Rodimus. <laughs> I have no idea how her name is pronounced. Radames. I guess it could be pronounced that way. I don't know. I haven't. <laughs> I, I, I just assume because it's a Hispanic sounding six. first name, it would be a kind of a Hispanic I don't know, dude. pronunciation. I'll follow Rodimus. your lead. Radames. <laughs> um, there, there's further evidence, yeah, involving Carla Radames um, in Resident Evil 6. I've also got another theory, <laughs> theory number two for today, which is that nobody in the entire game, in the entire universe of Resident Evil 4, was aligned with Sadler's plan. And that includes Sadler. <laughs> the worst plan ever. They, well, they, they did, well, we talked about this already. Wasn't that bad. They <laughs> right. just didn't do the plan. Like, we talked about <laughs> something very similar in Haunting Ground about how Resident Evil 4 and Haunting Ground like, uh, were kind of born from the same game. They just split off in different directions. And we talked about how Haunting Ground was the worst kidnapping plot ever. <laughs> and none of these people communicated with Dude. each other and they were all doing different things with her. I, I think we've talked about Haunting Ground enough. In no, no, but what I'm saying is because they were born from the same thing. It was originally going to be Leon coming in to right, rescue yeah. Fiona. It's it makes true. sense that in Resident Evil 4, it's kind of the same exact thing. Like Sadler has a plan and he kidnapped Ashley, but no one else seems to know much about mm -hmm. that plan. And they all kind of seem to have their own agenda for Ashley or Leon or whatever, or no agenda at all. <laughs> but, right. Like, 
Well, and Sadler himself doesn't seem to remember well, yeah. what his plan was. Basically, <laughs> the theory like goes that <laughs> the theory goes that nobody has any idea what they're doing in this game. Everybody is just kind of like trying their best and doing their own thing while under the impression that everyone else knows what they're doing. So like <laughs> I, it's best not to admit that I'm completely lost and then yeah. I'll look like an idiot. So I'll just I keep mean, <laughs> going with what I got, basically. To be honest, so most, everyone's doing most that. <laughs> operations and jobs end up like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sadly believable as a theory. So <laughs> there's a lot of evidence for it, too. First of all. Leon shows up. He's here to sing Kumbaya around the campfire. I remember playing this game the first time, and it is so cool to see, like, dorky little Leon from Resident Evil 2 come back as the ultimately <laughs> cool, Whoa. dorky, unstoppable secret some, agent. Like, 21-year-old guy who was only right. a cop for a day. I know, he was only a cop <laughs> for a day, and then they bring him back, and he's, like, biggest badass secret agent ever, James Bond, yeah. coming to save the president's daughter. <laughs> it's, like, the most amazing evolution of any video game character. And <laughs> They tried to one-up themselves when they did the same with Chris, but well, <laughs> even bigger. Yeah, he's, he's bigger all right no i mean i i think uh, experiencing this game for the first time experiencing leon's unbelievable growth to the greatest resident evil hero of all time was just uh <laughs> it was an amazing spectacle so to start out leon didn't even know hunnigan and he wasn't expecting her yeah and there's nothing to connect her to leon other than her word alone so she calls him out of the blue and the instant he gets to the village, he, he's like, oh, hey, who are you? And she introduces herself. She's like, Leon, I hope you can hear me. I'm Ingrid Hunnigan, and I'll be your support on this mission. He has no idea who she is. Like, she's just calling him. It could be anyone. It could be right. Sadler. Like, Sadler's calling him on the same communicator later. So clearly, <laughs> it's not like a secure true. channel. <laughs> anyone can do it. And Salazar does it. I'm surprised <laughs> Krauser doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, doesn't need to. They both know where they come from. <laughs> <laughs> After all, they are American. Um, well, it's, but it does seem that at the very least he probably was expecting someone to be his support because he doesn't seem too surprised when well, she calls. Well, he, pro he probably was expecting someone, but he wasn't expecting her, which he says. He says, somehow, I thought you'd be a little older. He knows something's up. He knows she's not, you know, who she's pretending to be. Like, he's already onto her. Yeah. Counterpoint to my own thing is just that actually Leon never seems surprised by anything that happens. He's he pretty much uh, just accepts everything that goes on and he just tries to act really cool and deliver one liners as he does it. Well, I mean, he's like <laughs> pretty surprised when he's like, whoa, your right hand comes off. <laughs> whoa, that's <a> good joke. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they remove that just from the remake? Dumb jokes to this bad guy who wants to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not even like a weird, like that wasn't a strange phrase that Salazar said. He was just like, no. I would send my right hand to deal right. with you. <laughs> it makes sense. You can call somebody your right hand man. <laughs> Maybe Leon had never heard that idiom before. <laughs> no, he was just being like really dorky and making, <laughs> making yeah. an awesome one-liner. <laughs> Hunnigan, or Ada, she shows that she's jealous that Leon is rescuing Ashley. 
She says, she's the daughter of the president, so try to behave yourself, okay? <laughs> she doesn't want Leon making any passes at, at this other girl. She's uh, like... Little yeah, did she know yourself. Ashley's the one she needed to be worried about. <laughs> well, maybe she did know. She's like, behave yourself. Don't don't let her get to you. Don't yeah, let don't, her get her... Don't work any overtime. wiles into you. <laughs> yeah, no overtime for you. In his pursuits to save Ashley, Leon crosses paths with Chief Mendez, the village chief, the big cheese. He confronts Leon after Leon has been infected with Las Plagas, which is basically the equivalent of the C virus or the G virus or the the T T Veronica virus. virus. (laughs) (laughs) This is is the thing that makes people evil in this game. Chief Mendez, he grabs Leon and he starts to strangle him. And then he says, oh, you you carry the same blood. And then he warns Leon, he says, but... uh, if you become unpleasant to our eyes, we will dispose of you. Yeah. And then Leon calls, he calls Hun again, and he's like, he could have killed me, but he <laughs> let me live. <laughs> but he could have killed me, but he let me live. And he, he said that we carry the same blood. And it's at this point that Hunnigan reveals that she knows what's up. Instead of reacting like any normal person, she talks as if this is something she already kind of knows about. She says, ah, carry the same blood interesting like it's just not a normal reaction to this she's she's acting like she already has knowledge of this maybe she's just trying to do like leon and just seem cool and and informed about everything like oh yeah yeah hmm i guess (laughs) i mean that that is the style of secret agents in the resident evil verse i guess ada tries to be cool about everything just every move she does (laughs) you're right I think that Hunnigan is Ada, and therefore she knows about Las Plagas, and she knows what this means. Because from this point on, everything she does leads him to Lewis, the only person who can save him from the parasites. The researcher who she's supposed to be extracting, but conveniently isn't extracting. She's letting him save Leon. Never even talks to him. <laughs> well, in, in the remake, she does. Yeah. <laughs> now, the problem here is that if you follow Chief Mendez back into his room you immediately become unpleasant to his eyes, and he attacks you. I have to point out that uh, Mendez only has one working eye. Hmm. You're right, what's he talking about? (laughs) Our eyes. I mean, I guess when Sadler becomes like a spider monster at the end, he has like an eye on every leg and one in his mouth. Uh, So maybe that's our eyes. He's like all of those eyes that that Sadler has, (laughs) all of them. Man, Sadler was just rubbing it in Mendez's face. He's like, look what I got. <laughs> I got <laughs> look at so all many my eyes. eyes. <laughs> you only and got Mendes one. Mendez is like, oh, <laughs> can I at least use my eye as like, I don't know, a key <laughs> for a door? <laughs> He's like, okay. Uh, all right, all right. But you have to turn into a centipede when you fight Leon. <laughs> Whoa. But yeah, the problem here is that Ada shows up with her grapple gun and shoots Mendez to get him off of Leon. She knows how dangerous Mendez is. She was just watching out for Leon and he called her. So like from the rooftop, she answered it. And then she heard him stupidly go back in. So she like hung out the window and shot the guy. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty simple. I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> now I'm going to fast forward. Leon, he saves Ashley. He loses Ashley. He saves Ashley. They get into the <laughs> castle. He saves and loses Ashley a few more times. <laughs> yeah, and then that happens a lot. <laughs> this all but proves the theory. When Ada shows up in the castle and confronts Leon, she's wearing glasses and not even normal glasses. They are red glasses, just like Hunnigan's glasses. 
Now, Ada never wears glasses, ever. <laughs> She's never worn glasses before or since this. So why would they have her wearing glasses right here? Well, isn't so she can take them off and throw them and then... That's right. And <laughs> it's important that Leon does not recognize her until she takes them off. He literally doesn't know who she is. Like, he's just trading quips back and forth and being like... Next time, use, use a knife. knife. It's better, better for, for close, close encounters. encounters. <laughs> he doesn't know who she is at all. He's just walking away. And then she removes her glasses and says, Leon, long time no see. And then he gapes at her and is like, Ada. So it is true. <laughs> like he had no idea who she was. He can't, he cannot recognize Ada when she has glasses on, which is great for this theory. Because if she put on glasses and called him on the phone, even a video phone, he'd have no idea who she is. <laughs> Therefore, you know, Hunnigan with glasses on must be Ada. <laughs> this conversation continues. And she's like, what do you mean? True? True about what? And he's like, you working with Wesker. How could he possibly know uh, that? Yeah. And, and also, apparently, he knew that she was alive, even though as far as he right, knows, he, she's dead. <laughs> he's not surprised she's alive. He's not surprised she's here. He's surprised because the fact that she's here means to him that she's working with Wesker, which, which means that he suspected. knows Wesker's here. <laughs> But how? Like, nobody even knows Wesker's alive. Like, this is the weirdest thing ever. I guess Chris well, knows because This of is Veronica. after T. Veronica, and, and we know that Claire instant messages Leon on the That's computer yeah. in, in Code Veronica. So th they are in contact. So uh, it, it's, it's feasible he knows Wesker is alive. But neither Claire nor Chris knew that Ada was working with Wesker or that Ada was alive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no, actually... Claire might know she's alive because she throws down the rocket launcher and says, use this. And she's like, who right. are you? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> she never met that. Ada before. <laughs> who the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> this scene ends in like the greatest possible way with her dropping her glasses to the floor where they flash a warning message that says, warning about to explode. <laughs> Which is a really good warning message. Yeah. And then right before they explode, they change the message to just say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. We're introduced to Krauser. Krauser, it turns out, is working with Ada. He's also working with Sadler. And he also used to work with Leon. <laughs> so Krauser, <laughs> yeah. oddly enough, despite being like the new guy and just being introduced in this game... He is, like, more connected to everyone else in this game than anyone else. <laughs> yes. There's a cutscene that I'd almost forgotten where Krauser and Ada are having, like, a little squabble about who Wesker likes better. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he says, just so we understand each other, I don't trust you, nor does Wesker. And he says, if you try to do anything clever, I will kill you. And then she says... Is that so? You know, I met Wesker long before you. <laughs> and then he says, we'll see soon enough if you did. <laughs> I don't even know how that's a response to that. Either, either she did or she didn't. <laughs> this is not like... <laughs> they knew they had to trade quips, but they knew those quips could not be particularly clever or he'd have to kill Ada. Because <laughs> if wow. she tries anything clever... <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's true. It was in the dialogue. I just love that they're like, you know, Wesker doesn't trust you. And she's like, oh, yeah, I, I know Wesker way more than you know Wesker. And he's like, nah, -uh. <laughs> it's we'll a see. great conversation. 
That's a classic Resident Evil conversation. <laughs> they, they basically have no idea what the other's talking about and are just trying to seem cool as they say things. <laughs> I was left wondering why this scene even exists in the game. Why would it show Krauser and Ada bickering, except that it's kind of like, I guess, showing that he thinks she's maybe not completely committed to Wesker's plan. Yeah. Um, which there's good evidence of, especially if you include the remake. There's great evidence of that. <laughs> not too long after this, there's a scene where Ada connects with Leon on the island just to make sure he's safe. And Leon shows his gratitude by uh, strangling her. <laughs> he's yeah, actually wow. being controlled by <laughs> Las Plagas. But, um, I mean, he did say she's a part of his life. He just can't let go. So he can't let go. On. He's like, I gotta hold on. <laughs> gotta hold on to her neck. Um, no, I like the scene and I thought it was too bad that this got removed from the remake just because it shows that like now she's willing to like betray and kill Krauser and, you know, probably also betray Wesker and stick with Leon even as he descends into like Las Plagas control and attacks her. And he's just like, whoops, sorry, maybe I should now take some of these pills that Luis gave me like a while <laughs> I ago. I gave them to him so long ago and he was so excited. He's like, Leon, I got I it. got it, Dad. <laughs> oh, poor Luis. <laughs> he died to get you those pills and you're like, eh, I'll just wait till I show symptoms. <laughs> They're only effective if you take them like before the plagas yes. have matured. So Lewis why? explained it why in no uncertain terms. Although, Lewis wasn't very careful with those pills either. He just, like, dropped them somewhere. Oh, no. I must have dropped it. <laughs> Lewis, dude. But yeah, basically, right after getting strangled, Ada's immediately like, we need to find a way to get these plagas out of you. And then she gets to work. Like, she leaves the room, gets a jet ski... Puts it there for Leon, gets a rocket launcher, gets a Plaga sample, and then goes and saves Leon from Sadler so that Leon can save Ashley. Like, she's just doing everything for him from now on. <laughs> I mean, I was a little disappointed in the remake when they go to the military island that she... Instead of having just an awkward boat ride with him where she says nothing, yeah. she actually talks to him. She doesn't just like ditch the boat and leave him in a boat that's like crashing toward the cliffs just because right. he tried to talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a kind of a side theory that like Ada, she's like really into Leon, but she's like really awkward. Like she she's just like, doesn't know how to talk to a guy. Exactly. <laughs> so like she wants like, to what? spend time with him. I don't want to talk to you, as idiot. Soon as he I'm out of here. Her, she's like, oh, I got to leave. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Can't deal with this. <laughs> it's around this point that the game's over. We, we've come to the end of the game. The wonderful ending where Leon, uh, like we said earlier, just throws Ashley aside like yesterday's garbage with a single. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he knew she'd be fine if she landed on her butt. I know exactly. I've already made that joke several times. But. <laughs> I know. But basically, he, he explains to to Ashley that Ada is and will always be the only woman for him and nobody else is even remotely interesting romantically because I yeah. mean he's like she's like a part of me I just can't let go <laughs> like how else can you interpret that he's like <laughs> right. this is his response to being asked out by her he's like sorry my heart belongs she's to another basically him. That he just can't let go, that he sees, like, maybe once every 10 years tops. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> I mean, he only, he met her, like, very briefly in a sewer. <laughs> um, and then yes. he never forgot her. <laughs> 
he also he shows no interest in Ashley, no interest in Claire, no interest in Helena. Like he's always yeah. getting paired up with other ladies. He doesn't, no, he care. doesn't care about them. <laughs> he only wants Ada. <laughs> this is important because it's showing his dedication to Ada and only Ada. And then immediately after this, he answers a call from Hunt again, who is mysteriously glassesless. He notices. He remembers that Ada blew her glasses up. He puts the puzzle pieces together, recognizes her, and makes his move on the woman of his dreams and says, oh, Hunnigan, no glasses. You're kind of cute without them. <laughs> okay. Wait, this all makes sense now because that's why she had to ditch the boat. She knew what he was about to ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can't help exactly. himself. He was going to ask her out right there on the boat. He was going to ask her out, yep. She like, had so, no recourse. Uh, where are we going? Maybe we could uh, stop somewhere else, <laughs> so get, skip some, some dinner. Overtime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's exactly oh. it. I mean, why, why else would they include that scene in the game, though? Why would they include a scene with her having no glasses for no yeah. reason? And then him asking kind of her a, out after noticing it. <laughs> little ending scene. Well, like, I could never figure it out. I was like, why would they have a scene where they've removed the glasses from her character model? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense. What happened to her glasses? There's only one other set of glasses in the game and they got taken <laughs> off of a woman's face and exploded. And blown up, yeah. <laughs> right. So I think that, you know, they're trying to imply that that woman was this woman. It's a- Ada. Ada Tunnigan. Okay. Is there supporting evidence that Leon would notice something as innocuous as missing glasses and then manage to make a wild logical leap and solve the most (laughs) incredible puzzle and figure out that it's Ada? Well, yes. Let's take a look at Ada's report, part four, where she talks about Leon (laughs) incredibly lovingly. Um, Ada's report, part four, is basically just a long love letter to Leon. It's amazing. She says, Leon S. Kennedy, perhaps the most essential part of this mission, (laughs) because he's the only reason she's here. She doesn't care about anything else. She says, the story wouldn't be complete without him and his formidable survival skills. He has what it takes to survive against overwhelming odds. I've seen him do it before, and he's improved since then. And then she says, practically a genius. He has smarts, (laughs) and he knows how to use them. (laughs) There you go. He's practically a genius. (laughs) Then she says, on top of that, his service as a government agent has toughened him up. I'll work behind the scenes to make him think he's the primary player here, but it might be naive of me to think that it'll be easy <laughs> because he's just so freaking smart. Like oh she's, well, how could she trick him? That's, I mean, just that's playing the, the game, point. you would think Leon is kind of a, you know, a yeah, know. doofus. <laughs> no, he's Ada's putting on airs. He's, he's putting on a show. It's an act. He wants people to think he's a doofus. He's actually <laughs> practically a genius. <laughs> like I mean, Ada's, oh, she's got her work It would take genius him. levels of intelligence to come up with things like Sadler, you your small time <laughs> or uh, <laughs> having a senior moment are we <laughs> oh right in my cage of torment well to be fair that was a pretty genius comeback to senior moment rise in my cage of torment I mean, I, I love that Leon totally caught Sadler on the backhand there. Like, he had no idea that Leon was going to... Because he thought he was being so clever. Where He's like, oh, I, I just can't remember if I've misplaced, like, some... I think he's talking about that creature that chases you through the maze. But then Leon's like, oh, having a senior moment? And he's like, oh, Whoa. crap, what do I say to that? Um, uh, uh, right in my cage of torment. torment. Bye. <laughs> oh, man, so good. 
I love how she ends this report. Uh, she says, I don't think I need to worry. Leon's been through worse and always comes up smelling like roses. I don't know if he's really been through worse. I guess Raccoon oh. City's worse because it did get nuked. <laughs> um, right, I guess. So. But he got out like well before that. It was yeah, it was Jill exactly. who really had to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Jill, yeah, Jill was right in the frying pan for that one. But then she says... His consistent luck is part of the reason why I have absolute and unshakable faith in my vision of what's in store for him, which I can only assume means marriage because that's all she wants out of him. She just wants to marry him. She's like, man, he's so cool. He's such a genius. He's so smart and so great. And I just can't wait for us to get together. Like that's the whole, that's that whole report is just her gushing over Leon. And at the time that she wrote this report i mean all that had happened was resident evil 2 i know <laughs> she barely she met him once in a sewer That's i guess she I saw him take out a both... giant crocodile they're both so obsessed with each other <laughs> since resident evil 2 like he is head over heels for her she's a part of him he can't let her go and on the other hand she's all like man he's a genius he's smart he'll never be beaten i love it <laughs> He's so smart. When I threw that rocket launcher down and said, use this, he knew he exactly knew to what to do. It. He was like, whoa. <laughs> Unlike Claire, who was just like, who are you? <laughs> yes. Stupid Claire. What a moron. Then she used it. So, you know. She... Yeah. In assignment, Ada, it's revealed that Wesker and Ada are working together to resurrect Umbrella. He says, thanks to you, Umbrella's one step closer to its reestablishment. And once it is, there will be significant changes in our world. <laughs> oh, total global saturation. Right. He wants complete global saturation. But it's interesting because in Resident Evil 5, like I said, they drop the whole Wesker resurrecting Umbrella thing. He's just doing his own thing in that game. He yeah, doesn't care about Umbrella. <laughs> he even makes so, Tricell. It's called yeah. Umbrella. When Ada calls him, the first thing he says to her is punctual. I like that. <laughs> he must have learned his flirting from the genie in Aladdin. <laughs> Punctual. Well, I think he's probably come to value doing things on the right time. Because in Resident Evil 1, when the tyrant kills him, he's like, premature. <laughs> well, he wanted that right. tyrant to kill him, but it was just a little That's, bit too so early. So when he says punctual, I like that. He means I'm glad you weren't early because I hate <laughs> yeah. when things are premature. <laughs> I like, hate that. Even if what happens is exactly what I wanted to happen, but slightly early. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to get into the very last thing that I need to prove, which is how could Ada possibly be Hunnigan when Hunnigan looks completely different from Ada? Is there any evidence of Ada changing how she looks or maybe of people changing themselves to look like Ada? Carla Rodimus. There are Ada clones. Lots of them. (laughs) Yes. So, um, I don't know why. Why Ada of all people? Resident Evil 6 is a crazy game. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That game is so good. Other than Jake, that game is amazing. Reveals that there is another Ada Wong who is actually named Carla Rodimus or Carla Redames. I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, but she has been genetically modified to look exactly like Ada Wong. Uh Uh-huh. The research done to try to make somebody look like Ada Wong was performed by a man named Derek C. Simmons. He's actually like 
pivotal to the entire Resident Evil universe. Wow. Derek C. Simmons, he is the head of U.S. national security in the Resident Evil universe. And Ada worked for him in Resident Evil 2. And Hunnigan works for him in Resident Evil 6. Ah, uh, oh. you know, like, uh-huh. I mean, I'm just uh-huh. saying, both of these women who might be the same woman worked for the same guy in the same role. Like, Ada was being a Hunnigan back then in Resident Evil 2. They were, they, she was just another agent. But uh-huh. while Ada was working for him, by the way, Derek Simmons was the guy who ordered the nuclear strike on Raccoon City. Okay. Um, and he did it because he's the head of the family. Not the family from Resident Evil 7. <laughs> That's a different family. Wow, He's the yeah. head of the family, which is like the secret organization that's even more secret and powerful than Umbrella and Tricell and everything that's been behind everything going on. Um, uh-huh. And basically, Ada, like after Resident Evil 2, she, she, like, she quit. She didn't want to work for him anymore. Basically, he was like, man... I sure love Ada. In fact, like I'm head over heels about Ada. In fact, like I'm so obsessed with Ada that I want every woman to look like Ada and I do anything to get her working for me. So he created Project Ada, which was basically his (laughs) own pet project to genetically engineer women to look exactly like Ada Wong and act exactly like Ada Wong and also (laughs) brainwash them to make them think they're Ada Wong. (laughs) That's just Wong. That's <laughs> <laughs> just Wong, all right. <laughs> but knowing that Ada worked for this guy and that Hunnigan works for this guy and that he has projects to make people look like Ada Wong and change their change how they look, it makes sense if she had access to things that could change how she looks. And really, all she needs is makeup and a wig and a pair of glasses <laughs> to look like Hunnigan. They don't yeah. look that different from each other. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Capcom often reuses their character models, especially yeah. for the, the ladies, and just gives them different like eyes and hair. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, I, I am seeing that Ada seems to have a power that makes men fall obsessively in love with her in an instant because it happened yes. to Leon, happened to Simmons, and in Resident Evil 1, it happened to John. Uh, well, John, it's true. a yeah, researcher John. at Umbrella who just, you know, happened to meet this reporter named Ada, was so obsessed with her that he made her the terrible password, three-letter password to get mm-hmm. into his It's a great password. A-D-A. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically just a two-letter password, but anyway, two characters password i should say <laughs> anyway so he was pretty obsessed with it he couldn't have known her long <laughs> no man that password would be so quick to brute force <laughs> oh boy i think that i have proved pretty conclusively that ada is only there to protect leon hunnigan is only there to protect leon they have the same goals ada worked for Derek simmons hunnigan works for Derek simmons They both work as an agent for the agency, which is the CIA. It's the, you know, the U.S. government. Whenever Hunnigan's not on screen, Ada is. Whenever Ada's not on screen, Hunnigan is. Ada lost her glasses. And the instant she lost her glasses, (laughs) Hunnigan also lost her glasses. And the instant Mm -hmm. Hunnigan lost her glasses, Leon asked her out after, you know, declaring his love for Ada and saying she's the only girl he'd ever go out with. So there you go. All right. You had mentioned that you had a theory that the remakes were all about removing Wesker from Resident Evil. Yeah. 
which would have, have been like a really good clickbaity title for this episode. I know, but then they put <laughs> Wesker in the remake, so... Um, then Wesker it, showed up in Resident Evil 4 Remake. But up until this point, it seemed like if you played RE2 Remake, he's not in it. RE3 Remake, he's mm -hmm. not even mentioned. Mm -hmm. Code Veronica was skipped over, and he's yep. integral to the plot of Code Veronica. Well, right. you can't Code do Veronica is Wesker. when Wesker's story takes off. Like, that, is, <laughs> yeah. that is the start of it. Previously, he had no story. He was just no, dead. No, he was just the guy who died in the first game. <laughs> so weird that they brought him back. And like with a with a boom, <laughs> they were like that guy with the slick back hair and the glasses. He's just too cool to stay dead. <laughs> he was. He, he was just too cool to stay dead. Wesker is so cool. Who else could say Chris this word <laughs> like that? Yeah, <laughs> the last remaining sample of the T Veronica virus is within your body. Give it to me. <laughs> she can't, dude. She, it's within her body. Well, what's she gonna do? Just her blood. You hold out your hand. <laughs> oh, here Give you it to me. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait oh. for the Code Veronica remake. They've got to do it, right? Like, they have to do it. Oh, how, we, how would we ever know the history of the Ashford family? They, they're integral it's, to the plot. They are of... integral. It's true. <laughs> so, unfortunately, or, well, fortunately, I guess, because we like Wesker, he shows yeah. up at the very end of RE4 remake, meaning they're not trying to cut him out of the series. And I believe the next thing they're going to remake is Resident Evil 5. So my wish... Or perhaps fan theory, I don't know, is that maybe they're going they to rewrite die. RE5 so he doesn't die. Because I, I feel so. like they didn't know where to go after RE5. Yeah, they like, had no RE6 idea where to go. RE6 is insane. Resident Evil 6 just went nuts. It has so <laughs> And then thoughts. after that, it was just dead. Like, they were like, I don't know, we'll copy Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> well, yeah, that was like 12 years later. <laughs> yeah. like, they did nothing for a long time. And then they were like, you know what? Let's just make a small game. <laughs> After Resident Evil 7, where they copied Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they were like, I don't know, we'll do Resident Evil 4 again. <laughs> yeah, because they were already remaking. Because <laughs> we're Resident already Evil 4, making so those like, assets. We'll just use them. Yeah, Resident Evil we'll Village. Just reuse them. Evilage. <laughs> they're doing so well with the remakes. I think currently their plan is to just keep remaking and then move on from there. Dude, everyone loved the remakes. Well, they like everyone loved RE2 remake and RE4 remake. RE3 oh, okay. is a different story. <laughs> I liked RE3 remake, but it was sh a little short. The the I was going to say the reason people didn't like Resident Evil 3 remake was cuz they just wanted more. They loved it so yeah, much. That was that a good game. Like, I want more <laughs> of this. And I actually agree. It was amazing and I want you, more of it. You I get play, to the clock tower and then essentially the it, game ends. It ends. Yeah. <laughs> I bad. mean there's there's a couple of things, but nothing in the clock tower. No. <laughs> and you even pick up a brochure about the clock tower along the way. They're like, ooh, clock tower's coming, guys. Clock mm -hmm. tower's coming. Oh, look, let's have a boss fight right in front of the clock tower. There yep. it is, right there. You can see it. All right, we get into the clock tower. Oh, Jill faints. <laughs> All right, you're it's not in the just, clock tower. <laughs> it was just like the uh, the fireworks factory from the Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie <laughs> show. <laughs> I hope that Resident Evil 5 Remake will fix some of the problems with that game. I hope that they know what they're doing. I hope that they rewrite it in a way that allows Wesker to shine and survive. <laughs> and mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, maybe they'll, they'll go somewhere different. 
I don't think that they will remake Resident Evil 6 and have it be anything like the Resident Evil no, 6 that we know. That's that's why I'm saying no I one think liked that Resident Evil 6. Their so reasoning they for doing all these remakes off. is to get to 5 and then do something else. Yeah. But they have to keep 7 is the thing. So. Well, they can, 7 had nothing to do with 6, so they can Clearly. keep 7. <laughs> I mean, six as great as it was for no, some I reasons. Six, it was. It fun. really didn't do much for the series as a whole. It kind of no, just it kind of killed the it. Series in the toilet, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> I have another theory that we need to cover, which is that nobody had any idea what they were doing, and especially not Sadler. <laughs> yeah, so, I agree. <laughs> there's ample evidence of this in the in the game. Like, for example, when you're in Chief Mendez's house, uh, you can. And this is one thing I actually really liked about the original over the uh, the remake. Throughout the game, you find all these notes, like a lot of them are from Mendez to the Ganados, like to the villagers. Some of them are from villagers to other villagers. And they're literally just like notes saying, hey, guys, here's what's going on. Here's what you need to do. Right. Like, I, I really like that that existed in the original because it just really drives it home that these guys are not zombies. They're just people, but they're evil people. They're being controlled by something, right? Like they still have the ability to think and reason and figure stuff out. In Chief Mendez's house, you can find one of these notes from him where he's describing the current situation and he's basically just like, why the heck did Sadler want us to leave Leon alive? And why did he chain him together with Lewis? <laughs> he's like, he specifically says, I would think that he would not confine them together. <laughs> but he's like, I guess our Lord Sadler must have a greater plan. Well. In Sadler's defense, they would have stayed there trapped if not for that random, like, I really know, beaten up Ganado that came in with an axe. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what his deal was. Who told him to do that? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what was going on there. Because that certainly wasn't what he was supposed to do. Otherwise, why wouldn't they have just killed Leon instead of taking him captive? Uh, no, clearly, as you have explained, <laughs> no one knew what they were doing here. Mendez is like, why aren't we killing Leon and why are we leaving them together? Mendez shouldn't want to kill Leon because they should all want Leon to rescue Ashley to bring her back to the president. Because That's the point. They <laughs> the could point have literally just thing is to send put Ashley her back somewhere. The right. <laughs> they don't need to get her back. Yes. So Chief Mendez is clearly not aligned with the plan. He's already questioning Sadler, but he's like, I guess he knows what he's doing. But I want to kill Leon. He shouldn't kill Leon. Sadler. Why did they kill Leon's drivers? They I don't need know. him to <laughs> I don't leave know. with Ashley. Yes. So those Ganados who killed Leon's drivers didn't know what they were doing. They were just killing random people. Um, this guy with the axe, who knows what his deal is? We don't know why he's showing up to kill Leon and Lewis. Um, at this point, they don't even really want to kill Lewis. They just want to get him back because they don't know what Lewis is up to. They don't know what anyone is up to. No, they don't. So yeah, already, things are very, very much spiraling out of control in this uh, in this remote corner of Spain. <laughs> um, <laughs> this remote corner of Spain that never updated to 2004. Yeah, it's, Spain's uh, still not a third like world country. It <laughs> um, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It's like a Japanese person's idea of what Europe looks like, but they only looked at like historical movies of Europe. <laughs> it's always Black Plague times there, isn't it? I mean, I guess right. that was their theme of plague, plagas, plagues. Okay, right. it's, a, it's the time of the plague. 
Well, it's crazy because that's exactly what Resident Evil Village is doing, right? Like they're just like, yes, and then Ethan moves to Europe, like <laughs> crazy fantasy world Europe. It's like Castles, medieval vampires, times there. <laughs> vampires who were already vampires before yeah. they mutated. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> now they're mutant vampires. vampires. <laughs> Magneto. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Metal. Why was Magneto in Resident Evil Village? What is wrong? Never with that has game? anyone had Magneto powers. No. It's always no, mutation. Nobody has any powers except for like you just grow I bigger mean, arms <laughs> and like head. Like Wesker, Wesker has like run on walls. He had Matrix powers. Right, but well, that's, that's just it. like that's better reflexes and powers. speed. <laughs> I mean, Chris can like outbox a boulder. That's kind of a power. <laughs> it's cool, um, but he presumably doesn't have any virus. Just a lot of steroids. <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing because every main character would be riddled with all the viruses. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, that's the thing in, in Resident Evilage when it finally got to the end and they reveal revealed quote unquote Ethan is a fungus person. I was just like, did were we not supposed to know that? Yeah. <laughs> like he can okay. he can lose limbs and just put them back on. <laughs> I had a theory about Resident Evil 7 and kind of 8 about Ethan actually. As I was playing Resident Evil 7, I legitimately 100% thought that the end of Resident Evil 7 was going to reveal that Ethan is a tyrant. Yeah, that would have been Like cool. a literal tyrant. It would have been like Bioshock. That, <laughs> yes, exactly. It would have. And it would have been amazing because it would have made so much sense because it's revealed that uh, the girl you're trying to rescue, his name I don't even remember, but she's just like uh, another umbrella, um, right, uh, umbrella scientist. Yeah. And you you think she's your wife, but really she's just a scientist and she was yeah. just working on it more bio It could just be weapons. that tyrants are very devoted to yes, their scientists. <laughs> exactly. It would have made so much sense if she made a phone call to her tyrant and was like, please come save me. And then her tyrant shows up and saves her. And he's just a tyrant, so he doesn't really know what's going on. He's like, she's my wife. I will save her. Right? Like, he has no idea. Oh. <laughs> and then, of course, the family, they don't care that he's like a lumbering, crazy tyrant man. They're crazy, too. So they're just like hey you're part of the family now <laughs> right well, like yeah. it would have been amazing if the end of that game had like he should like zoomed eating out that and gross shown disgusting intestines they're shoving no, exactly. his face. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i thought that would have been so cool yeah, and clearly no, the people great. making the game thought so too because they fixed it in resident evil 8 when they're like actually he is a tyrant he's just a mold yeah, man he's a, he's a mold man <laughs> <sighs> okay back to this so nobody knows what they're doing including sadler <laughs> including salazar so Salazar, he thinks that they need to perform some unknown, unexplained ritual on Ashley. He does. And then send her to the island where Sadler is. That's what he wants to do. He wants to do a ritual and then send her to the island. But she's already infected. All she needs to do is go home. Yes. The Plagas, in the original, they, they were fossils buried under Salazar's castle. In the new one, they're encased in amber buried under Salazar's castle. Kind of similar. <laughs> well, it makes more sense for them to be fossils, because where did these gigantic amber deposits come from? Yeah. Amber's not a mineral. Big it comes, it's, it's organic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense that there's massive amber deposits. And I feel like they're trying to connect it to Resident Evil 8, or sorry, Resident Evil Village, where you find like that underground tree. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Okay. Krauser is told by Sadler to go get the girl. Oh, and dispose of this swine while you're at it. 
So he's told to get Ashley and kill Leon, which he pretty much does. Like he is following Sadler's orders to the best of his ability. Getting Ashley is easy peasy. He just shows up with a boat and brings her back. <laughs> so that's not no, no problem at all. And then he gives it his all. He honestly tries harder than anyone else in the entire game to kill Leon while monologuing to him. Um, so he seems to be like the most dedicated person on Sadler's team, except that he's actually betraying Sadler and working for Wesker. <laughs> so <laughs> he is not aligned with Sadler's plan because he apparently just wants to steal the Plaga samples. <laughs> so it shouldn't I be hard. Was... They're everywhere. <laughs> well, you raise an interesting point because it's it shouldn't be hard because he's got a plaga inside of him it's in his arm he's got a sample he just needs to leave he's not necessarily betraying sadler is he because he doesn't necessarily want to ruin the ashley plan right right well, he he doesn't technically ever do anything against sadler he does everything sadler ever tells he him just to. also wants to get a sample for wesker Ironically, though, Sadler does not trust Krauser. <laughs> he trusts everyone else, but not Krauser. He's like, oh, he's American. <laughs> I yeah, can't, can't, I gain, I, can't, can't gain my trust. Trust him. He kind of seems like he knows what he's doing a little too much. <laughs> I prefer well, a little more chaos. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of Sadler, Sadler has no idea what he's doing or what he wants. Near the end of the game, you find a file called Our Mission. <laughs> it oh. indicates that the master plan is to influence the minds of the people who advise the president or failing that send in our special forces <laughs> with which we will infiltrate the country from within what? i have no idea what that's implying <laughs> he doesn't have any special forces what <laughs> what's he talking about <laughs> like i guess he was just gonna like assault the u.s with ganados <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't think he has quite that many. And also, it's not a virus. Well, unless so. this was meant to be like a covert operation where he's just going to immigrate everyone to the US and infiltrate from within. I don't know. Still, but, um, he'd be better off using like a T virus if that's what he wants because these plagas are not self replicating. <laughs> he, well, he's they, only got they, a they finite number of them. We don't actually know how they reproduce, but yeah. Um, as far as we know, they're just all he has is the uh, the fossils that he <laughs> that he was able to dig up. Interestingly, though, either of these plans would function best if an infected Ashley returns home because <laughs> then he could control her and yes. thereby control the president. <laughs> so sending her back with Leon straight from chapter one would have accomplished his mission. <laughs> yes, very much <laughs> quite so. easily. I, I mean, OK, so they kind of try to explain this in the remake. Because they have the normal Ganados be more zombie-like, like they're not yeah. intelligent and they can't act normal and they attack everything on sight. And right. they act like they need to do something to Ashley so that she's a better infiltration unit so she can act normal. So there is one more person on his team who was definitely not aligned with his plan. <laughs> and that would be Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So he, he was infected. He had a Plaga. And he yeah. decided to remove to his remove plaga <laughs> and then go save the world. Like, Lewis is a really cool dude. And the only yeah. way he could save the world. So what he did in the original was he sent an email to one of his old college friends and was like, ah, save me, <laughs> old oh. friend. And Ada 
randomly intercepted this message. <laughs> um, she doesn't say how or why, She's, but she does say it was just a coincidence. So she wasn't oh. even looking for this. <laughs> she also implies that his college friend who he was trying to get in contact with is dead and that she might have killed him. And that's why she saw the message. <laughs> so I'm like, what was Ada doing? <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool that that got her in contact with him. And then she's like, hey, I know you wanted your friend to save you, but I'll do it if you give me some samples. And he's like, well, the whole reason I want to get out is to protect the world from these samples. But uh, here you go. I'll give them to you. (laughs) And then Leon shows up and he's like, Leon, I've got medicine for you. I've got a plaga's removing thing for you. And then he just dies. Lewis in particular was changed a good deal from the original to the remake. And I really liked that in the original, Lewis and Leon were both former cops. Yeah. Um, I thought that that kind of allowed them to connect better. Yeah, like an instant connection. Also justified Lewis being able to fight and stuff. Everything about the meeting, like the, the beginning of Lewis is better in the original. Like how, the way they escape the trap, how they work together rather than mm. Lewis just like abandoning him and how him he asks like for a smoke. So non, he's, he's as nonchalant as Leon, like being tied up and gagged. Self and then describes like, himself as a ladies' man. <laughs> you gotta smoke. I'm a bit of a ladies' man. <laughs> right. That was all great. But the remake does better the latter half of Lewis, which is kind of non-existent in the original because he just dies. Yeah, it's completely um. <laughs> non-existent. Well, it's it's a real shame in the original because like they have this great character set up and then he shows up again. First, he's like, oh, no, I dropped it <laughs> about the most important thing you could have possibly had. He just dropped it somewhere. This is, what else was he doing? <laughs> that was what you were doing, dude. You can't just drop it. But then, yeah, he shows up again halfway through the game and is like, hey, Leon, I got it. <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> He's just, those are his last words. It's so sad because he was a great character. I wanted to see more of him. Like, I always wanted to see more Lewis. And the remake delivers on that. I also think that his death in the remake is way better. It's not as sudden. It's more meaningful to Leon. I mean, I know Leon did belt out <laughs> in the original, but uh, in the remake, it, it just seems more heartfelt. And like, you know, Lewis was actually like Leon's like good buddy by that point, because they yeah. they'd been through like roller coasters together. Like cheerleader. <laughs> well, his cheerleader <laughs> whenever he's in a in like a, a shooting range. <laughs> yeah. Good shot. <laughs> wow. You're amazing. <laughs> oh, I love how. When you enter the shooting range with Ashley in the remake, she goes and sits down on that barrel and crosses her legs and stares lovingly at Leon. And on the other hand, when you enter that shooting range with Lewis, he goes and sits down on that barrel and crosses his legs and stares lovingly at Leon. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. They both they just, just did the same animation. So into him shooting targets. <laughs> He's just kind of smiling and staring I mean, at you. Lewis like, could wow. shoot a gun too. You'd think he'd be like, can I have a turn? This looks like fun. <laughs> no, no. He just wants to watch Leon work. Uh, the dog. The dog's not there. And everyone was like, why isn't the dog there? And also there's like a dead dog where the dog was. Dead dog right where Huey should be. Yeah. Now, clearly, clearly that's that was the the remake people just being like, eh, kill the dog. Who cares? Yeah. (laughs) And and then then there was an outcry. So they just (laughs) so they added in the dog later. (laughs) Just however, to their credit. 
Huey's arrival in the remake is way better than his arrival in the original, except that Leon doesn't say, hey, it's that that dog. dog. (laughs) Um, But no, him like Huey showing up and howling in the storm as lightning crackles behind him in the remake. (laughs) It's just it's amazing. Like, whoa. So the thing we, we didn't talk about yet that we have to talk about is when Louis dropped it somewhere and Ashley's like, let me come with you. <laughs> I mean, that was probably a good change that they decided not to have <laughs> Ashley just, like, just try and ditch Ashley's Leon like, for this, this random guy I just dude met sucks, first but Wow, that Luis, he, he complimented he's my great. ballistics he and he's a ladies man. <laughs> yeah, I should go with him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, good good change in my opinion that they took that out because it made no sense. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was always so confusing. You were the one who told me that it's supposed to be that she was afraid she might hurt Leon because she knows she's That's infected. The only thing I can think of is that, yeah, she knows she's infected. She doesn't want to hurt Leon. And she knows that um, Lewis is going to get the medicine. So she's like, I'll go with him. He's going to get the medicine, can fix me. Uh, I won't be any danger to anyone. But it's a really great way to get the line of Luis saying, no, stay with Leon. He is better with the ladies. Yes. <laughs> wow. As much as I love Ashley in the original, how she's designed to look like a Japanese schoolgirl who is white Whoa, and the American. president's daughter. <laughs> yep. I just love that. Um, obviously, they do a better job building the relationship between well, yeah. well, Leon and Ashley, Ashley in the remake. <laughs> yeah, in the remake, they really clearly put an effort into having Leon and Ashley you know, have friends. actual like a, a, a relationship built up between them, and like she. She clearly likes him and he, you know, maybe kind of likes her, but mostly it's the mission. But he he does like her as a friend. He never drops her on her butt. I mean, he's not just <laughs> making mean comments to her the whole time like that and ordering her. Around. So that honestly, that's, that's way better. Like they, they put a lot of effort into it and it shows in the remake. I really in the original <laughs> like the part where to release Ashley from the wall that grabbed her. You end up one floor up from her, so you just shoot her out. You just have to shoot all the restraints there all together totally as safe. she screams and screams and screams at you every time you take a shot. She's just screaming. It's so good. That, that was absolute gold, and the remake completely missed missed yeah, the shot. They on sucked that one. out a lot, a lot of the humor. <laughs> Dishonoring the legacy of poor Mike, having him die now to Novistadors, yeah. the weakest enemy in the entire the game. Weakest enemy in, in the, the original, he died to a Lara rocket launcher, the thing that kills the most powerful bosses in all I Resident know. Evil. Only games. a rocket launcher could take down Mike. <laughs> it's Mike. Mike. <laughs> oh man, poor Mike. In the remake, is Krauser actually working with Wesker and Ada? Because in the original, know. they make that completely clear. <laughs> but in the remake, I, I don't, don't know. know which one knew Wesker longer. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> they removed I mean, a very we'll, important we'll see soon scene. Enough. <laughs> in the remake, I think it sucks that they cut Ada out of the Krauser-Leon knife fight. Also, you know, none of the lines in the remake hold a candle to... Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> you may be able to prolong your life, but it's not like you can escape your inevitable death. <laughs> the best part of those QTs, you keep dying, so you have the whole thing memorized because you keep watching oh, that movie over and over again. Dude, you catch on quick, as <laughs> yeah, expected. As expected. <laughs> After all, we both know where we come from. 
<laughs> and then, of course, after that fight, they removed the laser room. A callback to yeah, the Resident the Evil live room. action what movie. What the heck? The most <laughs> iconic moment of the first live action movie, which was for some reason in the game. <laughs> I think because the live that? action movie had come out recently and they were like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> All right, that's everything I wanted to talk about with Resident Evil 4. Oh, I think God. we covered it ad infinitum. Yeah. Okay, what do you think of the theories? Uh, is Ada actually Hunnigan? Do you believe it? Uh, yeah. Was that I don't the intended know that I way? believe it necessarily, but I did really like the evidence with the glasses. That's that's true. Awesome. It, it's got to mean something. The, Hunnigan missing her glasses has to mean something. I always thought so. And now we know. <laughs> Is everyone in this game just kind of like doing their best to fit <laughs> uh-huh. in while nobody actually knows the plan? Yeah, <laughs> Do I you mean, believe clearly, that theory? Sadler's the worst offender of this. Yeah, the mastermind of Sadler. the plan. He is Dude, no. just <laughs> give her back. They brought a like, van. No, she's lying. <laughs> just Dude, put her he's in probably the freaking like, vehicle. He's like, now I'm going to play with my, <laughs> with my toys. toys. <laughs> If you like all these what we do Americans here? keep coming to violence trying to play with my toys. <laughs> uh, if you like this theory, if you like our podcast, feel free to rate, leave a review, subscribe, tell your friends. We also have a Patreon if you like what we do. And if you want us to keep doing it, you could always, you know, contribute a little money. We'd appreciate it. Music for this episode was provided by Christine. And remember, the, the popcorn, popcorn isn't real. real.